oh my God, the first time I made it, I was never so scared in my life. I don't think I remember a single moment from regionals, <laughs> except <laughs> the first workout was Randy. And I remember Brian being like, all right, don't go balls out in the beginning because it's still, it's a sprint workout, but it's like, you still have to do a million of those snatches. I went way too fast, crashed and burned. Don't remember a single moment from that workout. And like, I just remember stepping out there being like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel so out of place. <laughs> I was looking at the girls around me and I'm like, these girls are monsters. How am I here? <laughs> Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey, Paige. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? Good. Good to see you guys. Yeah. So uh, I've already hit the record button. We're just going to be really laid back and just have a nice conversation. Okay. Um, I have some notes, but it's pretty much going to be freewheeling. Okay, this cool. thing. So uh, we'll have some fun. No, I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> So for our listeners and YouTube watchers, we have with us Paige Henry, four-time regional CrossFit Games athlete, um, but so much more than that. And so uh, the first thing I just kind of wanted to talk about, and then we'll kind of backtrack after I do this, but um, I looked at your open finishes over the last several years, and you have been in CrossFit for like over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think starting in 2009, you, you started CrossFit, I think is what I researched. Yep. And at first, your open finishes were up in the thousands. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, in 2019, you finished, or 2018, or no, 2018, you finished 221st worldwide in the open. And then in 2019, you went to 69th. Yeah. <laughs> so what was, what constituted that big jump from 18 to 19? Um, from 2018 to 19, probably I was just training even more. Like, so every year, once I started wanting to compete and kind of see what I could do with this stuff, um, I'd always kind of change one or two things with my training. Um, I never had like an official coach, but at my old gym, the gym owner there, he is like one of my biggest inspirations and he kind of guided me through everything. Um, so he would just kind of help me figure out what I have to work on. 
from day one, he was always like, you have to just hammer your weaknesses and just never stop uh, with like working on your weaknesses and just repeating, I guess like repeating movements over and over again and over and over again until you can feel at least more confident with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So did you have, did you have like a goat list of things that you really needed to work on or did you just kind of look at it day by day? Yeah. So we, the beginning of each year, we'd kind of come up with like a whiteboard of, I'd list all my weaknesses on there. And then I would just label on that whiteboard, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Labeling, labeling weaknesses sounds really fun. Yeah. Hey, let's, what do you suck at? Let's just write that yeah. down now. <laughs> and we would seriously just add to that list like more and more because we'd find more holes that I had to work on, but I never wanted to get rid of any of the weaknesses too, because then I would just forget about them. And I would just make sure I hit them multiple times a week and we'd kind of rank each weakness from like really, really bad at to like bad at, but you could get by with. And then the really, really bad ones I would hit honestly every single day. And then it would kind of go from there, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like it seems, hammering it's a, a tough process, but yeah. <laughs> so, so in my research, I also found out that, that you weren't really like into sports as a kid. No. You I did a little swam. bit of swimming. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I, I mean, I love swimming now, I think because I can choose to do it and no one's like forcing me. Not that I was like forced before, but it felt more of like a chore. Um, so I finally, I quit swimming when I was like, oh, I don't have to swim. And then I rode a little bit, but there was just never anything that I like loved. So I was like, why am I doing all these things I don't even love? <laughs> so I kind of stopped all that and I liked working out, but I was just like that person who would go into the YMCA, I would take, I took like spin classes, body pump classes. I would run on the treadmill for like hours, just anything to like stay moving because I like being active, but there was never a sport I loved until I walked into the CrossFit gym. And so, but you were like a gym rat before that. You like just being at the gym? Yeah, not as much as I am now. Um, but yeah, I like going to the gym because my parents, they always belong to like the YMCA. Now they go to the CrossFit gym. But uh, so I was always just kind of brought up around like fitness and how like important that was. So I knew I liked being in a gym, but I just didn't exactly love any of it until I started CrossFit. Well, like me, you're a Pennsylvania native. <laughs> I just, I grew up on the West side. Okay. You grew up on the East side. So what part of that East side did you grow up in? Um, like Glen Mills, Westchester area. Like my, so my CrossFit gym was in Westchester. I guess it's like 30, 40 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. What about you? Uh, I grew up, if you drew like a line between Pittsburgh and Erie. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, ha like halfway. Yeah. I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. Um, so what was it like growing up uh, where you did? I mean, I loved it other than the weather. I hate the cold weather. Like I've always said, I'd be okay to never see a snowflake again in my entire life. Um, so other than the weather, I mean, I loved it because like my family and my friends and everything like that, 
loved my CrossFit gym. Um, yeah, I really can't complain about growing up there at all. Did you have brothers and sisters, Paige? I have an older sister. Okay. And she still lives back in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Was she active too, or did she do different things? Yeah, she was an amazing swimmer. She was like really good at swimming. So I think that kind of got me into swimming because I was like, oh, my sister does it. I should try swimming. But I did not like it as much as she did. <laughs> she swam through college and everything. Um, so she was always very active. She doesn't, she's tried CrossFit a couple times, but uh, there's not really any CrossFit gyms super close to her that she could go to. Gotcha. So she'll sometimes do things at home. And awesome. how old are you, Paige? I'm 30. Are you really? Oh, I thought you were so much younger than that. No, I turned just, just from your looks and. You know. <laughs> no, I turned thirty back in June. Oh, okay, because yeah. when when Scott said you'd been crossfitting for ten years, I'm like, God, she must have started when she was like, you know, twelve. <laughs> no, I think I was. I guess like nineteen. I was when I started. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is is what made you what. What was the uh, thing that made you go to a CrossFit gym? It was actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. Um, so I'm so thankful that I dated him because I never would have known about the, uh, CrossFit until I met him. He was a rugby player and my old CrossFit coach, he, I guess, would kind of coach the rugby team. My ex, he went to Westchester. So he was, they were like together or whatever. Um, and I was always wondering why he was like coming back from the gym with like just random bruises or like, I just never knew exactly what he was talking about. He was like, yeah, we're going to do box jumps and stuff. And I was like, you just job, jump on boxes for fun. Like I was just totally confused by the whole idea of what CrossFit was. So finally one day he brought me in and it was just like, so our first CrossFit gym, he's moved a couple times since then, but we were seriously in like a, small section of this like meathead gym like I wouldn't even leave the CrossFit section because I was like I don't even know what to do over there like there were just these huge jack dudes just like working on biceps or whatever they were doing I don't even know what they were doing so we had like a small CrossFit section there and he brought me in one day and it was a class of me and I think two other people because it was such a small spot the classes had to be like miniature and I don't remember what the first workout was, but I just remember never feeling that like feeling while working out before, like I was going to die. But at the same time, I like fell in love right away. I just signed up right after that class. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to afford this, but I'm going to make it happen because this is something I truly love. <laughs> That's so funny because the gym I started at was the same way we shared with a volleyball center. Oh, really? And it was like the little workout area in the back. And <laughs> so they were super small classes as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Has it moved since then, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. We're, we're yeah. in our fourth location now. Oh, wow. Uh, with like 17,000 square feet. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. So you start, you start CrossFit and you're not, you're not even aware of a comp competition, right? It's 2009. Yeah, no, I didn't CrossFit know what that even was. That <laughs> yeah like I remember seeing a picture of Camille doing like a, a ring muscle up but I didn't know what that was at the time 
all I remember is like this picture and she was on top of the rings. And I was like, that looks really cool. How it, do I do something like that? <laughs> Paige, I had, when I worked at Chase, I had that yeah. picture on my, on my cubicle wall. I know, yes. Is it the picture with like the blue sneakers? Yes. I had that picture on my wall for still years. Day, I think about that picture too. Yeah. Like that still inspires me every day. Mm -hmm. That's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, but I didn't know what the competition, I was like, how do you compete with fitness? Like we're just working out. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you from the time you start till you realized there was local comps and other types of competition? Maybe I want to say like six months to a year. Like I remember there were a couple other girls at my gym who were so strong and they were so fit. Like they were the girl. I mean, I still look up to them because they've been around since as long as I could remember. And I just remember wanting to try and do something like them. Um, so I remember them talking about going to these like local team comps and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. But I knew I was nowhere close to competing. I was like, I can't even do a pull up. Why am I going to sign up for a competition? But that was like the first time I heard about CrossFit competitions. Because we don't really see you like if you go to the CrossFit game site, we don't really yeah. see you as like a regional athlete until I think it's 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a long grind from nine to 15. <laughs> I, I'm a taking it for, for years. You probably just did the class. Yeah. I just did the class. And then like, since I couldn't do anything, like I still remember one of the workouts was like a bench press workout and I couldn't bench the empty barbell without like someone spotting me. Um, so like, I remember working on stuff a little bit after class, but I didn't put that much time into it or anything until I started realizing like, I want to do this more. And then that's when I started really kind of working on everything I couldn't do. So from the moment you, you knew you wanted more, like the competition piece of it, yeah. how long did it take you? from the minute you flipped that switch till you got to the regional competition? Um, Cause you started I, as a team, right? Was your first year a team or your second year? My second year. Yeah. My second year was team. My first year was individual and it was right before they turned it into the super regions. So in my head, like I remember the year prior we had a, team for my gym and then the owner they've gone to the games before so like I was around like people that trained all the time so I really liked that environment and I feel like that was what was so appealing was just like seeing this group of people so dedicated to something and I just saw how much time they like how much work they put into it and I was like that's such a good environment to be around like that's the kind of people I want to spend my life with sort of um so then when I decided I really wanted to try and make regionals in my head, I still thought, I think originally they were taking like the top 48 or something from the region. Cause it was before super region. So I was like, all right, let me try and do that. Even though I knew the year before I was like way into the hundreds. So I didn't know how possible it was. And I didn't really even want to tell anyone my goal except Brian, the gym owner. Cause I was like, well, let me tell him cause he could help me out. 
But I was like too embarrassed by having that as a goal because I'm like, these people are going to look at me like I'm crazy thinking I could try and make regionals. And then when they cut it down to the top 20 in your region, I was like, wow, that's going to be hard. Um, so I just spent pretty much, I was still working at a hair salon at the time because that was my full-time job. So I would go to work, but before work every day, I would go to the gym. After work, I would go to the gym until like nine, 10 o'clock at night. And then the weekends, I still worked at the salon, but I would just go to the gym before and after. Definitely had no social life at all, but I didn't care because I just had my goals and the people at the gym were awesome. So I'd see them, but I just was knew. The, was the rugby player still in the picture? No. Was he long gone? He was long gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We broke up and that was actually part of the reason why I was like, all right, I'm single now. Um, I don't really know what to do because we dated <laughs> for so long. So I was like, all right, I guess this is going to be my, my new weekend spot, the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So he left the gym, I take it, right? He did. Yeah, he left to the gym. He went to a gym nearby, but he did leave the gym. Good for <laughs> you. See, state your claim. <laughs> this is my spot. <laughs> so how much did training change for you? You went from just doing the class once a day yeah. to how many sessions? I know you said before and after, were you doing a couple sessions each time or just one? Yeah, I would do... I guess, yeah, like two sessions a day. I would do one in the morning and then one at night. And then there was even a point of time, like when I was doing hair, but getting more in the CrossFit, I was trying to change my schedule at the hair salon to sort of meet my CrossFit goals. Cause I was like, I can't just quit this line yet, but I know I don't want to be there. So how do I make that work? So I was changing that schedule around and then that freed up more days to be at the gym. Um, and then I would pretty much just spend all day there because then I'd be coaching. Cause I was like, if I'm gonna quit the salon, I have to pick up another job of course. And I loved coaching. So I just added more of that. Um, so it kind of turned from like, yeah, like the class to then me being at the gym for close to 10 hours a day um, between coaching and training and I would just bring all my meals to the gym. The members thought I slept there. I was like, I promise I have an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> was that so, Paige, was that sort of a solo endeavor to that that intimate training or what, did you have sort of a crew of people that sort of had similar goals that were also sort of grinding alongside you um, at the gym? So that was kind of off and on. Um, I guess it was, I think it was 2017. Well, the year I went individual, my first year was pretty solo, except my roommate at the time, Casey Haynes, um, he also made it that year. So we kind of trained a lot together since we lived together. Um, I didn't know him prior to that year, but so I kind of had him there a lot to work out with. Um, and then while we were training, he knew more people in the CrossFit world than I did. So he kind of brought them into the gym. So we had like a crew down in Delaware that we would train with. And then we all decided we were like, all right, let's try and make a team for the following year. So then that year we went team, we all trained with each other. But then, and I loved all of them, loved going team. But then at the end of it, I was like, you know, I just don't get the same like feeling as I do as doing something individually. 
So I decided to do it individually. Um, I never really had like a consistent training partner, but uh, Max Cutler, me and him trained a lot together. I think it was the year 2018. We did like all our open workouts together. And he's awesome just because sometimes, I mean, training with the girls is amazing because they're in your competition. So you can really see how you stack up, but it's almost too much pressure sometimes to constantly have that. Versus me and Max, it was like we were just able to push each other and there was never that competition because he's in, he's in the men's division. I'm in the girls. So it was just a good way to sort of push each other without having so much pressure each day. Um, but I'd say most of the time it is just me training by myself, which I kind of love in a weird way. Like I know a lot of people need or want the training partners and they say that pushes them more which i can see to a certain degree but at the same time i feel like if you don't have that motivation inside you you can't always rely on someone like they're not doing the work for you if you're not able to go to that dark spot on your own and you can only do that with someone i think you almost have to work on other things if that makes sense Nothing against having training partners because I totally see so many benefits to that. But I, I don't know. I just do prefer training by myself for the most part. And then just kind of having someone there every now and then, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you mentioned um, being a coach. Yeah. So did you switch to, did you get your uh, L1 at the same time? You kind of flipped the switch to being a competitor before that. I think it was like right before that I got my level one and then I was like shadowing classes, but I didn't have any like classes that were just mine. And then once I was kind of done shadowing them, I started taking on more classes, but it was just a couple of classes here and there. And you eventually got your L2, correct? Yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I, I heard, when I was researching you, I heard you say that uh, you're the coach at your, or the owner at uh, the CrossFit gym you were at, yeah. insisted that all coaches do the class workout every day. Yes. Yeah. He's huge on that. Do you think as a competitive athlete that that helped or hurt your efforts uh, to be competitive? I fully believe it helped. Um, I mean, I don't do the class workout as much anymore at the gym I'm at now. Nothing against it. Every now and then, like if my training allows it, I'll totally hop in the class because that honestly will forever be my favorite. I just love that class environment. So I fully think that helped me get to where I'm at just because for most of the time I was doing CrossFit, it was always that class workout. And then of course I would do everything else on my own, but that class workout was like the one part of the day where you could kind of just like go all out, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And his class workouts, I mean, I think same with all class workouts, no matter what the class workout's gonna be, it's never gonna be easy. Like some people are like, oh, just add more weight or something like that to make it harder. And I'm like, well, Whatever it's going to be, lightweight, heavyweight, if you're trying your hardest, I don't think it's ever going to be easy because 
if it is on the lighter side, you're just going to go that much faster. Like there's never been a workout where I finished and I was like, Oh, that was easy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm always dying at the end of them. <laughs> As a Clydesdale, I think lighter weight is harder. Yeah, That's no, I agree. <laughs> scary. That lightweight is so scary. <laughs> Cause then I move too fast and then my engine is like shot. <laughs> yep. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So you finally make it to regionals. Um, and what's that feeling like? Oh my God. The first time I made it, I was never so scared in my life. I don't think I remember a single moment from regionals except <laughs> the first workout was Randy. And I remember Brian being like, all right, don't go balls out in the beginning because it's still, it's a sprint workout, but it's like, you still have to do a million of those snatches. I went way too fast, crashed and burned. Don't remember a single moment from that workout. And like, I just remember stepping out there being like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel so out of place. <laughs> I was looking at the girls around me and I'm like, these girls are monsters. How am I here? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, did, did you have big crowds at that point? Or because I know Friday mornings sometimes at regionals were a little light on the crowd, uh, but then they pick up over the weekend. Yeah. You know, I can't even remember. I don't think it was a big crowd because that's right. Because then the next day on Saturday when we went for day two or whatever, I remember thinking, wow, this is even bigger. Like, I guess yeah. I just didn't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. So, so you do that and then does that give you the fire to come back and try even harder to make the games? Yeah. Just because I was like, wow, like, Comp like competing for me is still super super challenging like there's I don't know if it's a mental block I'm not really sure what it is but like when I'm in my home gym or like just in a gym setting it's just way more comfortable so I'm still that's like my biggest goal is to just get used to competing in front of crowds um because I'm a pretty like sh shy person I don't enjoy being around a lot of people except I do love competing if that makes sense um so the crowds still really make me nervous so when I go out and compete in front of people I'm like wow why doesn't this feel like how it is in the gym when it's just me or whatever um but it does it just fires me up each time because it's just another goal to like get past if that makes sense so then the second year you went team yeah. And, and was that experience different? Did it was you feel so more pressure fun. or less? You had fun. It was so fun. Cause it was just like, you're out there and it was still those teams of six and we vibed together so well. Like we still laugh about, I feel like that regionals weekend, we didn't make the games, even though that was our goal. We bombed a couple events but like we've never laughed so hard in our entire life. Like, <laughs> so that was so much fun. Just going out there with five of your best friends. Um, we were all super close. There was never any like, Oh, you messed that up. Like there was nothing like that because we knew everyone was just trying the best they can. And that weekend didn't go as planned, but there was no one to blame. It was just how things happen. Um, it was a that's lot. Un, of that's unusual for a team too. I know yeah. a lot of people that go team, 
that get super frustrated and, you know, leave that weekend saying, I'm never doing team again, or, you know, I yeah. never want to talk to these people again. <laughs> yeah, no, we're still, I mean, not really, actually no one on that team anymore competes that like we had that team together, but um, I couldn't, none of us could say a single bad thing about each other. Like we all knew that year and the training leading up to it, like everyone was putting in every ounce of effort they have and um yeah it was it was such a good team like we always say like if teams of six came back we would love to do that get the band back together again (laughs) (laughs) just for a fun weekend yeah it was awesome there's definitely a lot of pressure on a team though because at least when you're by yourself if you mess up you're only letting yourself down and even though like we never got mad at each other you still like if you mess up, you still feel bad. Like, cause you don't want to let your teammates down because you know, everyone's trying their hardest. And so there's a lot of pressure on that side, but it was Um, fun. So then you go back to individual. Yeah. And you keep getting closer and closer to the games. Yeah. Trying. (laughs) And so, so how, how, what was that process like? Were, Were you getting frustrated? Did you feel like, um, there were changes you could make. I was definitely, I don't know if I was getting frustrated. I remember the year after that. Yeah, I think it was the year after that. Um, I remember feeling in such good shape during the open. Um, the lift, whenever there's like a max lift, that always takes me down a lot. Um, but then I remember feeling like in the best shape of my life. And then when I got to regionals, I don't know what happened, but I never felt worse. Like that was probably the worst competition I could ever remember. And I was just like, man, what did I do wrong? Like that entire year, I felt like I dialed in everything more, um, dialed in my nutrition, tried to literally do everything in my control and I just like bombed that competition. So after that, I remember leaving that and I was pretty upset because I was just like, man, I don't know what I could have done differently. So I took a couple of days, I went to the beach and just like took a solo trip to kind of think about everything. And then when I came back, I was just kind of more fired up than ever to be like, all right, well, that's old news. Can't stress about it anymore. Can only work on what goes wrong but I can't just sit here and do nothing about it so I kind of still use that competition that's always in the back of my head because I just know I never want to feel that low again was that 18 page or 17 2018 I think so last regionals yeah the last regionals yeah okay so so 2019 the season changes yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, you like to get better at competitions. Yeah. So now you've got all these sanctionals to think about, right? Or yeah. to try to qualify for. How does, how did that sort of change your, your sights and, and how did that year go for you? Well, I thought the sanctionals were pretty cool just because, I mean, I missed having regionals because regionals was so fun, but I liked how sanctionals, you could do the open it was a little less pressure because you didn't have to make top 20. I'm trying to think of how it all worked. I get all these years mixed up now, 
But I just remember thinking there wasn't as much pressure on the Open because you had all those sanctioned events to also right. try and compete for. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to try and do as many qualifiers as I can. I don't know if it's the smartest idea, but at least it'll get me out there just being in that competitive environment. Whatever happens, happens. But I didn't really – I didn't put as much pressure on myself. And I was just kind of like, all right, let's take this year to just focus on getting comfortable competing because I knew if I never got com comfortable competing, I wouldn't be able to get any farther. And it's still something I'm working on. So did you go to Dubai with Casey? I did. Yeah, he came with me. I called him up the week before I left and was like, do you want to come to Dubai with me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course. So we had a blast there. He was awesome. <laughs> how many, that's how many, really, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's like such a showcase sanctioned event that, you know, we know now is probably going to be part of that like triple crown post CrossFit season type event. Yeah. I mean, what was from, you know, girl from Delco going to, going to Dubai? Like, what was that like? That was one of the most amazing experiences ever. I still remember like us flying and then arriving in Dubai and me and him looked at each other. And we were like, we are far away from that to me. <laughs> like we are so far right now. And then I remember going to the check-in and just seeing all these athletes that I've never seen before, except on like Instagram and like on the CrossFit games page. And I was like, wow, I can't believe we're like at, the same competition together like it just blew my mind and then when we had that beat we had like that desert run and there was one where we had this swimming at the beach and I remember getting dropped off at this like crazy fancy resort and we got into these golf carts and they took us to the beach and I can't remember who I was standing next to but we were just walking down to the beach watching the water and I was like this is unreal. Like I never felt more blessed in my life to have that opportunity just to be there. I did not do well at all, but just being there was like the most amazing opportunity. I'll forever be thankful for that. They ran that event so well and everyone there was just so friendly and generous. I couldn't say a single bad thing about that event. It was amazing. Yeah. I know as a fan of the sport, that's a bucket list for me too. I'd love to go to Dubai one day. <laughs> I definitely recommend that. It's incredible. <laughs> it's awesome there. <laughs> so how many san sanctionals did you do that first year? I think I did Dubai, Wadapalooza, the Mac, and Granite Games. I think that was it. So do you think that helped you with your competition issues or, or not issues, but the, the anxiety of it or. I think it did a little bit. I remember, cause I think Granite games was my last one that year. And I remember feeling most like comfortable or as comfortable as you can out like on the competition floor. Um, I know I still have to work on it. But I remember at that moment, I like felt good. Like there were a couple workouts where I was like, I was able to get to that zone where you're just like, 
feeling good, everything's blocked out, and you just feel like yourself. Okay. So then um, 19 comes, 20 comes, 20. Yeah. It's all blurring together now. So 20 I know, comes. I it's confusing. So you have the, the 19 open at the end of the year, and then it turns into the 20 season. Yeah. And that's where you did, you finished 60th in the world in the open. Yeah. And then you went to Mayhem, which Kat and I were actually there. Oh, really? Oh, that is cool. Yeah, Kat was a judge and I was working security that day. Okay. And, um, and we saw you do a superhuman effort to even <laughs> compete after a terrible ankle foot injury. Yeah, I rolled my ankle. I think we had that trail run, which was super cool. That competition was amazing. But I think I rolled my ankle four or five times on that trail. And it was just like as big as my head, I remember, that night. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen my anchor so swollen. It was so black and blue. I did not know what to do. <laughs> when, when I saw you out there going over those lifting blocks <laughs> yeah. with that ankle, I was like, she is either the craziest woman in the world or the strongest <laughs> woman in the world. I did not know what to do because I'm never one to like give up, even though I knew it wasn't smart to try and work out on it. I just hate that feeling of giving up. So I'm like, just do what you can. I was trying to block it out mentally, but I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Back, back behind the, the scenes, we were talking about you a lot about how much you were pushing through. And that was, that was flipping amazing. Yeah, it was awesome to watch, for sure. Thank you. I just, yeah, I didn't know what to do. I went there with, like, two of my really good friends, and I still remember they were like, so what do you think you're going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep competing. And then it was one of the workouts with, like, I think it was dumbbell lunges or some sort of heavy lunge. And I remember trying to warm it up, and then I just came out from, like, behind the corral area, and I was just like, I don't know where my friends are but that I just went to look for them. And I, that's when I told them, I was like, I can't keep going. And I was just like bawling my eyes out because I felt like I quit and I hate that feeling. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. if I keep trying, I did not want to ruin myself. Yeah. What happens in that situation, Paige, when you get hurt at a comp? Does the medical staff just take over at that point? I mean, because you, were, you weren't in a boot or anything, were you? Did they just wrap you up? Do you get yeah, to go to like a local place to get an x-ray or how does that work yeah I ended up going like the medical staff there was amazing I remember they were at the barn like from that trail run so then they had it all wrapped up in ice and they were taking care of it then and then once we got back I think it was once we got back down to mayhem then that's when they were like you got to go to urgent care to mm -hmm. really kind of see what's going on or maybe it was yeah, I think it was that same day we went to urgent care. It all like blends together. Um, and then I think they still had it wrapped up. Somehow I ended up getting a boot. I think we went back to urgent care once I finally kind of let myself out of the competition. And then mm -hmm. that's when we went back to urgent care and that's when they gave me the boot. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then you ended up not 
and then the Rona hit, right? So did yeah. you have plans to do other sanctioned events? Were you going to go back to Mac? So yeah, I had plans. We were, we were able to squeeze in Wadapalooza. That was like a month and a half after mayhem. And then that's kind of when everything ended. Yeah. I had plans to go to the Mac and Asbury Park. And then I think it was like the Mayan one. I can't, there was one other competition I had planned, but of course, oh, the West Coast Classic. That's what it was. Mm, yeah. But of course, those all got canceled. But I was looking forward to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everyone so, else. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the season kind of comes to an abrupt end. Yeah. Um, sometime in that, in that time frame, you decide to move away from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, so I actually, I moved away from Pennsylvania right before the last open. So I guess right before the 2020 open, I decided. Oh, so in the fall. Yeah. In the fall. Okay. I kind of planned like, so once again, Casey Haynes. I was going to say, did you follow Casey out there? Yeah. He's like, he's one of my best friends. So he moved out here. Um, Actually he got the phone call that he got an apartment or whatever, as we're boarding the plane to Dubai, he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to move to California when I get back. I was uh, like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> so then he moves to California. It's the middle of August. And I call him up and I was like, Hey, can I come out and visit you tomorrow and just stay for a couple of days? Cause he was trying to get me to come out here. He was like, yeah, yeah, of course. So I booked a super last minute plane ticket for the next day to come out and see him. Literally fell in love with it out here. Um, he was at a gym called Blueprint at the time, but it wasn't like a CrossFit gym. So I had to find a gym to train at. So I just got on Google real quick, well, real quick Google gyms that had open gym. And that's kind of how I ended up at the gym I'm at now, CrossFit South Bay. Um, Cause that was the only place with open gym hours. Came in, Forrest was the owner. He kind of asked what I was doing here. And then he offered me a coaching job at the same time. So I left that day and I was like, wow, he just offered me a job here. Um, That'd be pretty cool. So I told Brian Quinlan, my boss from back home, and he was like, you've been wanting to move somewhere warm for years. He's offering you a job. You've got to do it. Like you're an idiot if you don't do that. So I knew the open was somewhat coming up. So I was like, I either have to decide right now because I wanted to plan it around the open. I was like, I'm either going to be doing the open in Pennsylvania or California, but I know I'm not traveling in between the open. And then I figured if I wait until after the open, I would chicken out and never move to California. So I was like, all right, we're going to have to make moves right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I sold everything I had and flew out here um, like a month and a half later. And that's kind of how I ended up here. (laughs) Good for you. Well, and so who did, did Brian continue to coach you through the open, like remotely, or how did you, how'd you get through that, that next open? Yeah, so that was definitely weird, um, because that was the first open I wasn't at Explode, and Brian, I kind of went for, for everything, like he's an amazing coach. Um, so he still helped me out, because we still stay in contact. Um, he'd help me strategize for each of the workouts. But then while I was at the gym and I was only there for a couple of weeks, um, a lady, Brenda, she, I want to say she's like my mom in a way, like me and her just clicked right away. She's a little bit older than me. 
but she's always been so, so supportive. She loves working out with me. So she really helped me. She, her and a guy, Kevin, would judge all the workouts for me. And they were just kind of like my huge support system there. Um, so between those two and then staying in contact with Brian, that's kind of how I got through the open this past year, just kind of being around and communicating with them. So they were a huge help. Okay. And, and now are you dealing with another injury? Yeah. So I actually, it's super different foot, right? Yeah. Different foot. My other ankle, uh, which I've also injured before. I have like the weakest ankles ever. <laughs> um, I had like a stress fracture. So I'm finally out of the boot for that. This is like the first week where it feels at least somewhat back to normal. So I'm pretty stoked on that. But yeah, I'm definitely not trying to injure these ankles anymore. <laughs> so, I, oh, go ahead, Amy. Or go I was ahead. just gonna say, Paige, your, um, your Instagram feed is, is a lot of you doing Olympic lifting in like an alleyway. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. Is that the back alley from your apartment or the gym? Back alley of my apartment, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so COVID, right? I mean. Yeah, COVID happened and me and I was living with another friend at the time um she was a huge help we both kind of panicked she knew i was in the competing she was out at mayhem with me and she just loved doing crossfit herself so we sort of panicked got everything we could get our hands on because it was kind of hard to get our hands on anything and we sort of threw together a home gym which i still use a lot i still go to the gym but then sometimes it's nice to just be able to go right downstairs and lift at my house. <laughs> kind of love that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that alley is. <laughs> so, so I have a strange question for you, Paige. With the boot, I saw you on your Instagram still lifting with the boot on. Yeah. And I was, I was a swimmer in high school and college. And okay. I, broke, I broke my thumb and, had, and I swam with a cast. Oh. And it hard. messed up my stroke for a period of time. Yeah. Do you feel like that lifting in the boot because just being not quite centered has done anything to your lifting motion or yeah like that's the weird thing um because it was like you hurt yourself and then i've lifted in a boot before just because i've hurt my ankles before and it's so different lifting in a boot so it always takes a couple days to like get adjusted and then it still never feels like normal but you kind of start to get used to how it feels lifting in a boot so when you get out of the boot you're like so stoked you're like finally I don't have this boot on anymore but then your lifts feel crazy because you're so used to lifting bad in a boot so it's <laughs> almost like I don't even know if it's good lifting in a boot but I'm terrified to not be doing any sort of lifting so that's kind of why I kept lifting in a boot um so it definitely took me a couple weeks to kind of get back to what a snatch should feel like or what a clean and jerk should feel like just because you're sort of compensating so much when you're in that boot trying to figure out how to do it and then when you're out of it you're almost retraining your body again how to lift so i think that's hard well i i definitely want to take a a minute to talk about the rule book that came out today yeah and the upcoming season yeah now that there's some clarification with them having a quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals. Yeah. Um, 
what are your goals for this this coming year? Definitely the games. Um, I still have to really look down and read that rule book as well because I'm still kind of confused how the semifinals work and the finals and all of that. Um, I'll break it. I'll break it down for you. Okay. You got to get top ten percent of North America. That's your number one goal. Yeah, right? I definitely top, want that. Then top, for sure, ten percent. Yeah. That gets you onto the next one, I think. Yep, and then then a clean slate. When when you're going from the open to the quarterfinals, it's a clean yeah. slate at the quarterfinals. Okay. So your open doesn't come with you. And right. then it's then it's there's where I need to read in a little more depth as to getting to sure. that, like how they're gonna break down this partner. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering too. Yeah. Not sure. I, I I do know too. There's no backfills for that top ten percent. So okay. those so the top ten percent invites go out. If if fifty people decide not to move on, fifty more people don't get invited in. So it's like a clean break. That's a kind clear, of nice. a clear I line. Like, I feel like there's less confusion that way, right? Or stress, you know I mean? or waiting around, and yeah, you just kind of know it either happened or it didn't. Which yep. either way, you're like okay. At least you just know. Yeah. So I do like that. I think the new season's going to be super cool, however it ends up panning out. But yeah, Michael, I, I love that last chance workout. The last, yeah. yeah. So I wonder how that's going to work too. So according to um, Tommy Marquez, we had him on yeah. a couple weeks ago. He said that it's going to be like six, seven, and eight. If, it, if you take the top five from the semifinals okay. then it's like six seven and eight will then get to go into the pool for the last chance okay oh that is yeah. cool and the quarterfinals are going to be online so they're going to think like stage one of the crossfit games type situation cool. which is great for you you know yeah. if, if you know if the in-person stuff is something that you're still trying to tackle um that's a great advantage for someone like you I do really so like top that. Top 10%. That's what I do. I like that. I'm excited for that. It's coming up fast, too. In a good yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, the, the open registration opened up this morning. Yeah. Two months. It's just Two so months. nice seeing some sort of competition on their horizon. Like, I never stopped working out or stopped training or lost motivation, but it's nice just knowing – that there might actually be something happening again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> did you, um, Paige, did you have a chance to watch the games at, at Aromas? Yes, that was awesome. Did you have a favorite event, like for you personally? I think I would have liked that bar muscle up shoulder to overhead one. Hmm, okay. I thought that was super cool. Um, same with that thruster one. I think, was that their, not the last one. Actually, I honestly did love that last event too. That it was Atlanta? like, yeah, for some reason, <laughs> I like those longer events. So I saw that and I was like, you know what? I mean, I won't do it on my own, but if it was programmed, I would be stoked for it. Yeah, I kind of weirdly loved that one. <laughs> God bless you. you guys. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think if you don't, if you're not, if, if you like that one just a little bit, I think it proves the caliber of athlete that you are because that one scared the crap out of me. And I know when you're going to the games or functionals, functionals, nothing. So 
makes sense that you would like it and I would not. <laughs> I think we liked Happy, I thought Happy Star was good. That's the, that was the running thruster burpee over yeah. the thing. I thought um, that was cool. Yeah. And Scott, you like the swimming one, of course. Yeah, I like the swimming oh, one. Oh, yeah. And, and I like assault bikes, so. <laughs> yeah. That's a good combo, too. I thought they did such a good job programming this year for those events. Yeah, we spent we spent several episodes um, cutting down the programming before it happened and really bitching about it and saying how terrible it was. And then <laughs> we, we all came back and we're like, eh, it worked. I get it. I get it now. I see. <laughs> Super easy for us sitting here, you know, behind our microphones to, to talk smack about programming. It's so funny how that happens, though. But everyone does it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You read something and you're like, oh, that's horrible. But then, like, I don't know, you think about it a little bit more, you see it happen, you're like, oh, that's yeah. actually, oh, it worked. Yeah. But that actually happens every day in class workouts. You look at a workout and you're like, oh, that's going to be easy. And oh, then you're yeah. like laying dead on the floor. <laughs> you're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I have a couple of fun questions just to finish up with you, Paige. And uh, because you live outside of Phil, you grew up outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Got to ask you soft pretzel or Philly cheesesteak. Ooh, I'd have to go with the Annie Ann soft pretzel. (laughs) Annie Ann's. I love Annie Ann soft pretzels. Do you have a favorite? That cinnamon sugar one is so good. I'm a I'm an almond caramel kind of girl myself, oh. but those are pretty good too. Yeah, no, that sounds so good. Do you grab one of those in the airport on your way out? No, and I've thought about it too. Cause like I feel like I never see soft pretzels anywhere. It's same with cheesesteaks. And yeah. like you don't see good hoagies out here either. It's weird. <laughs> I always get upset because every time I'm in, I'm in Philly, I want to go to either to Pat's or Gino's to try the yeah, cheesesteak. Yeah. And people are like, no, no, I have a place better. And they oh, take me to yeah. like this hole in the wall. And it's terrible. You're disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just let me try the, the big guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never, I've never been to Pat or Gino's. I've been to, I think it was Pat's I went to. I haven't been to Gino's yet. But I did go to Pat's. I used to go to a lot of like concerts and stuff when I was younger. And we'd always end up going to Pat's and get a cheesesteak. <laughs> All right, so what was the best concert you went to? Ooh, I'd have to say Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson will forever be my favorite. <laughs> I did that not was, expect that. I was not expecting that at all, but that's great. Super random, but yeah, definitely Jack Johnson. <laughs> all right, speaking of music, you're, you're in a workout that's really tough and you need a workout song to come on to get you fired up. Ooh. Which What is it? Probably, which is not Jack Johnson. Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne is my favorite workout song ever. It's not even like super upbeat. It's he's like basically telling a story, but that song gets me so fired up every time. <laughs> That's a good answer. I can't, I can't picture it, but I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it later. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> All right. So what do you do in your spare time just to like decompress from, from the gym and from CrossFit just something different. My favorite is honestly sitting in my beach chair at the beach for hours and just sitting there. <laughs> like, so all my friends here, beach volleyball is like huge. Um, so they all play beach volleyball. They go to the gym and then they play beach volleyball all day long. They're super good at it. 
I have no desire to ever play. I just watch them play and I'll go in the ocean. That's my favorite thing to do <laughs> other than the gym. <laughs> and how much different is the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean? It's so different. It's so, it, I don't even know if this makes sense, but like it feels like it's bigger for some reason and it's cold and I feel like there's more like sea animals in there. <laughs> the Pacific you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or if it's in my head, but I feel like there's like way more sea animals out here. Like, so me and Casey, we would go surfing a lot. He got me in the surfing. Um, and I mean, I know we have dolphins in the Atlantic Ocean, but there are so many times we would be out surfing and you would feel the dolphins like nudge the bottom of your surfboard. Oh, and I was like, this is wild. <laughs> like they're so close to us. <laughs> yeah. Where are you in California? Hermosa Beach. Okay. So it's like technically Los Angeles, but it's nothing like a city. Like right. it's just a straight up beach town, which is nice. <laughs> what's it what's it nestled between? What's like what's above it and below it? Do you know beach wise? Two hours below it would be San Diego. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, close to like Manhattan Beach though? And oh yeah, so Manhattan's yeah. right next to us. We're between okay. Manhattan and Redondo Beach. Redondo's awesome. right between. Yeah, Redondo is beautiful. I love it there. Good cliff views. Yes, so pretty, so pretty. So, um, do you, you don't have a, a shoe endorsement, right? Or do no. you? No. So, if you could get one, what shoe company would it be with? Reebok. Reebok or Strike? So I do love Strike movements. They've sent me shoes before. Nice. Amazing shoes. I love them. Um, so I'd have to say Strike movement or Reeboks are by far, they're like the only shoes I use. They're amazing. <laughs> Which version of the Reebok is your favorite? So I recently just bought whatever their latest version is. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> the X. But whatever their new ones are. I got a pair and they just came this week and I started working out in them and I'm obsessed with them. Did you get like, them for $65? I yes. It's <laughs> like, a good deal. I was like, wow, this is the best $65 I've ever yeah. spent. I think mine just got delivered as we we're talking. I heard the UPS guy come. Oh, I got, I got a pair too. You're going to love, have you worn them yet? Well, so Scott and I got them from uh, volunteering for Rogue. Okay. Um, they sent us X's and I tried them on for like 10 minutes, didn't really give them a chance and gave them an awful review here on our podcast. <laughs> um, so again, I can admit when I'm wrong. Sometimes I yeah. just sort of like am, am impulsive with my speech. So um, I saw that deal and I'm a nine fan, a huge Nano 9 fan. I must have yeah, yeah. no lie, probably 12 pairs of Nano 9s. Oh um, my God. But I get them all off of Amazon and I get a men's six and a half, which is a ladies eight. And I yeah. buy them for no more than 60 bucks a pair. So I have a bunch of them, but they're super cheap because it's like a random thing. Yeah. Um, but I saw that deal and I put it on like all of my social media websites because I, you know, I run a gym and I told everybody about it. And everyone I know is using that discount code to get their $65 Nano Xs. It's so an amazing fun. deal. I hope you love them. Yeah, I think I I'll give them another chance. And if I, if I hate them, I'll just coach in them. I don't have to work yeah. on them. Yeah. So, so I didn't like them at first either. And I actually do like them to lift in. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're a little bit higher than the, the other nanos. 
yeah, yeah. So I don't like them to like box jump in or to run in. Okay. But if I'm just like doing stuff around, like like lifting and rowing and stuff like that, pull ups, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually like them a lot. Feel That's more grounded. Right. You'll have to let us know. Yeah, I'll let you guys know how I like them. Yeah, I love them. I think they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Reebok owes us some sponsorship money. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say, Paige, it's been a, it's been fun hour. I can't believe the hour's already up. I know. It's been awesome talking to you guys. That was fun. I want to say thank you for wearing the, the trademark headbands. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I always start wearing it so I bleach my hair, of course. So well, once my roots start getting bad, I got to cover them up. <laughs> and when you get to be 47, you'll do it because of gray hair. So there you go. That's why I do it. <laughs> You, you are kind of known for your hair. Like you're easy to spot in a competition <laughs> because of your hair. It's so like that, a giant blonde afro. <laughs> All right. It's, it's California living now. Fit right in. <laughs> All right, Paige, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so it was much. a blast. Yeah, it was fun. Guys, have Take a good care. rest of your day. See you soon. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. We are running the hashtag road to a thousand subscribers. Uh, we are trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And I want you to listen to this next clip where Dave Newman and I talk about the details on how you can win an RX jump rope. We have talked about this. It started on games weekend that our podcast wanted to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. When you hit a thousand subscribers. It allows you to do so much more. Uh, you have the ability to go live from different events, things like that. And Games Weekend, we really wanted to kind of go live and do some commentary of the games, but we couldn't because we don't have enough subscribers. So I reached out to Dave, and uh, he has agreed to sponsor this kind of giveaway that we're doing in our road to 1,000. And that is every time we hit a new century mark, we're going to give away an RX jump rope, the original RX jump rope. You get to pick the colors, you get to pick the, the thickness of the rope, um, but we wanna give away a rope every, every 100 new subscribers we get. The key to that is you have to be a public profile when you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you're public, I get to see your name. And so that way we can draw from those names and give away that jump rope every 100 subscribers. And so, we are super stoked about this. Uh, we wanted to do something fun with it. And Dave and his team came up with this kind of concept. And we're really excited to keep moving forward with that. Yeah, we're excited to help you along with that. And something I didn't tell you, but I might as well, I might as well put it out there. We're going to throw some other little goodies in there. We're not going to say what they are, but, uh, and it may be different every single time. But whoever, uh, whoever wins is going to get some extra little stuff in there. So it should be oh, fun. That's awesome. And so make sure you hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, tell your family, because the faster we get to the next century mark, the next time we draw for another rope and you're, you're involved, whether you are the first subscriber or the thousandth subscriber, you're still eligible to win uh, in, these, in these giveaways. So thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. 
please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.